2: A weekly news magazine that recaps local, national, and international news that affects you. And now, the Rowan Radio News Team.
3: Good morning and welcome to the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. I'm Allie Bruce with the Rowan Radio News Team. Some of this week's headlines include Kentaji Brown-Jackson is officially sworn in. Putin admits he gave NATO the opportunity to expand, and Jelaine Maxwell has been sentenced to 20 years in prison. Here's your National News Recap for the week of June 26th. (laughs) Kintagi Brown Jackson is the newest member of the U.S. Supreme Court. Jackson was sworn in Thursday during a ceremony at the Supreme Court and is the first black woman to serve on the nation's highest court. Her swearing-in coincided with the formal retirement of veteran Justice Stephen Breyer. The Supreme Court is siding with the Biden administration and is allowing it to end the Remain in Mexico policy. The program, launched in 2019 under former President Trump, sends people seeking asylum back to Mexico while their cases are processed in immigration court. Biden vowed to end the program on the presidential campaign trail, but lower courts ordered the administration to reinstate the policy after challenges from states including Texas. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton isn't happy with the U.S. Supreme Court's decision. The Republican says justices made the wrong decision because lower courts agreed with him. He also says the Supreme Court's ruling makes the border crisis worse. The EPA no longer has the authority to enact sweeping regulations to combat climate change. In its ruling, the U.S. Supreme Court curbed the EPA's power to limit greenhouse gas emissions by overhauling the coal industry and moving towards green energy. Instead, the high court said in a 6-3 ruling, the EPA can only regulate specific physical power plants themselves. In his opinion, Chief Justice John Roberts said getting away from coal may be a sensible solution to the crisis of the day, but added such sweeping measures should be left up to Congress. Environmentalists say the case has serious implications for the government's ability to manage climate change. The Senate Republican leader is blasting President Biden for attacking the Supreme Court during his European trip. Kentucky's Mitch McConnell released a statement saying attacking a core American institution like the Supreme Court from the world stage is below the dignity of the president. In earlier remarks, Biden accused the high court of outrageous behavior and reversing abortion rights. He said the ruling also threatens privacy rights and called it destabilizing. McConnell argued Biden's remarks undermine equal justice and the rule of law. Vice President Harris is slamming the governor of Texas for playing politics with this week's deadly smuggling attempt, which ended in San Antonio. Republican Governor Greg Abbott is shooting back at the administration for not taking steps to prevent this type of cartel activity. Governor Abbott said, I forgot that Kamala Harris was the border czar. To my knowledge, she has not said anything about the border this entire year. The death toll in this week's smuggling attempt is now up to 53 The alleged driver of the big rig was due in court Thursday. The Washington State Patrol won't be helping law enforcement from states that ban abortion. Governor Jay Inslee has issued a directive that stops WSP from following most subpoenas, search warrants, or court orders from states with laws that ban or significantly restrict abortion access. Inslee says Washington will remain a sanctuary for any person seeking abortion care and services. The order doesn't affect local law enforcement, but state law prohibits anyone, including all state and local enforcement, from penalizing, prosecuting, or taking any adverse action against patients exercising their reproductive rights. The primary Election Day scorecard shows mixed results for Republican candidates who denied the results of the 2020 presidential election. In Colorado, Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters lost to Pam Anderson in the GOP's Secretary of State race. Election denier Greg Lopez lost the Republican nomination for governor to Heidi Ganahl, who will challenge Democratic Governor Jared Paulus in November. In Illinois, first-term Congresswoman Mary Miller defeated GOP Representative Rodney Davis in a primary that matched two incumbents. State Senator Darren Bailey, who had Trump's backing, defeated Richard Irvin and will take on Democratic Governor J.B. Pritzker. New York City is launching a one stop shop mobile test to treat COVID 19 unit. Mayor Eric Adams says this model is the first of its kind that will administer Paxlovid, an antiviral treatment. Health officials say they'll be able to pinpoint high need areas and bring tests and life saving treatments to all five boroughs. At least 30 units are set to hit the streets this summer. There will be a new judge overseeing the trial of an ex-North Texas cop accused of killing a black woman in her own home. Tarrant County District Judge David Hagerman was removed from Aaron Dean's trial Tuesday. Dean's attorney successfully argued Hagerman was combative towards them, refusing to accommodate planned vacations and other cases. Dean is the former Fort Worth police officer charged with the murder after Adityana Jefferson was shot to death in 2019. Officers were called to the scene after a neighbor noticed the door was open. An Idaho man has been sentenced to nearly five years in prison after pleading guilty to charges related to a felony attempted child rape. Benjamin Cool of Nampa was caught in the Washington Attorney General's net nanny operation. Six men responded to detectives posing online as minors, offering sex, and when the suspects showed up, they were arrested. This is the second suspect sentenced. Trials are scheduled for the four remaining suspects. I'm Allie Bruce, and that was your National News.
4: This is Connor Brown with your International News Report. With Sweden and Finland on the verge of joining NATO, Putin admits he gave NATO the opportunity to expand. Reported on by Newsweek, Russian President Vladimir Putin acknowledged on Wednesday that provided the North Atlantic Treaty Organization NATO with an opportunity to expand while simultaneously claiming the United States is using its foreign influence to keep NATO, client states, in reign. NATO officially invited Finland and Sweden to become members of the post-World War II alliance, a move Russia attempted to block with a series of threats. Officials have pointed to Putin's attack on Ukraine as helping strengthen the alliance and noted the war backfired on his goals because the war gave NATO reason to expand. When asked about the NATO Secretary General Jen Stolenberg's remarks that Putin's getting the opposite of what he wanted, Putin criticized the nature of the alliance but acknowledged Russia may have motivated NATO. Our position has always been that NATO is a relic of the Cold War and is only being used as an instrument of U.S. foreign policy. Designed to keep its client states in reign. That is its only mission. We have given them that opportunity. I understand that. They are using their, these arguments energetically and quite effectively to rally their so called allies, Putin told reporters. In what is being described as the biggest overhaul of NATO since the Cold War, NATO's approximate 40,000 troops are slated to multiply by over seven times to over 300,000 troops. Although Putin says he does not object to Finland and Sweden joining NATO because Russia does not have territorial issues or disputes with them as it has with Ukraine, he said the development creates unneeded tensions. Finland and Sweden should know that they did not face any threats before, but if military contingents and infrastructure are deployed in their territory now, we will have to take a mirror-like actions and create the same threats for them that are created for us. Putin added. Now coming from the Hindustan Times, India at high risk of mass killing warns U.S. ambassador for religious freedom. The U.S. ambassador at large for international religious freedom, Rashad Hussain, on Thursday warned that an early warning project ranked the risk of mass killings in India as the second highest in the world. He also listed out a set of ingredients threatening the rights of religious minorities in India and said that the U.S. is speaking directly to India about its concerns. Speaking at a panel on religious freedom in India, the U.S. official said the early warning project at the Holocaust Museum designated India as number two among countries at risk of mass killings. He referred to the Citizenship Act and cited open calls for genocide. We have had attacks on churches, demolitions on homes. We have had the ban on the hijab. We have got rhetoric that is openly being used that is dehumanizing towards people so much to the extent that one minister referred to Muslims as termites, he said. Lusanne said that for any society to live up to its potential, the rights of all people had to be secured, referring to Muslims, Christians, Sheikhs, Dalits, and tribals. The world's largest democracy is a country where, just like with our country, we push. We want to make sure that we live up to our values so that we can reach our potential. That can only happen if we have the full participation equal participation of all people. Hussain, whose office prepared a recent report on religious freedom released by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, where the latter flagged concerns about the increasing attacks on people and places of worship in India, referred to his Indian roots and defended America's right to speak up about religious freedom elsewhere. India had rejected the State Department's report on religious freedom at the time, calling comments by officials ill-informed and coming from NDTV. Salmonella bacteria has been discovered in the world's biggest chocolate plant, run by Swiss giant Barry Callebaut in the Belgian town of Wies, the firm said Thursday. Company spokesman told AFP that production had been halted at the factory, which produces liquid chocolate in wholesale batches for 73 clients. All products manufactured since the test have been locked, spokesman Cornell Wallup said. Barry Callebaut is currently contacting all customers who may have received contaminated products. Chocolate production in Wies remains suspended until further notice. Most of the products discovered to be contaminated are still on the site, he said. But the firm has contacted all of its clients and asked them not to ship any products they have made with the chocolate made since June 25th at the Wies plant, which is in Flanders, northwest of Brussels. Belgium's food safety agency AFSCA has been informed and a spokesman told AFP, It had opened an investigation. Louise Plant does not make chocolates to be sold directly to consumers, and the firm has no reason yet to believe that any contaminated goods made by clients have yet made it onto shop shelves. And that was International News with Connor Brown.
0: I am Carly Murray, and this is the local news. Beginning with New York news... R. Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison Wednesday for racketeering and sex trafficking convictions. Many victims were underage. Jelaine Maxwell was also sentenced for sex trafficking this week. On Tuesday, Jeffrey Epstein's confidant was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Police were searching for a suspect Thursday who fatally shot a 20-year-old woman who was pushing a baby in a stroller on Manhattan's Upper East Side. Police say the gunman reportedly approached the woman from behind near the intersection of Lexington Avenue and East 95th around 8.30 p.m. and shot her once in the head before running off. The three-month-old baby was not hurt, but was checked out at the hospital as a precaution. The New York legislature headed back to Albany for an extraordinary session Thursday. Lawmakers will discuss actions they could take after the Supreme Court overturned the state's concealed carry weapons law, It required people to show proper cause to get a license to carry a concealed handgun outside of their home. Delta pilots are planning a picket at several major airports, including JFK. It's one of seven Delta hubs where pilots will pressure the airline for a new labor contract. The Atlanta-based airline averaged around 200 flight cancellations a day over the weekend, while staff shortages continue to be problematic as travel demands increase. Pilots have criticized Delta previously for record amounts of overtime already this year. New York State is filing a lawsuit against 10 ghost gun manufacturers, while New York City is filing a separate one against five. State Attorney General Letitia James says these out-of-state online retailers are selling illegal, untraceable gun parts. In each lawsuit, officials want judges to immediately order the companies to stop selling and sending these pieces to New York. Nearly 375 ghost guns have been recovered across the state since January, with investigations on track to seize 800 by the end of the year. In Philadelphia news, gunfire has claimed the life of a woman in northeast Philly. Authorities say this began late Tuesday night when a customer was thrown out of the Philly bar and restaurant on Welsh Road. The individual fired several shots into the bar, which struck a 21-year-old woman. Police do not believe the woman was the intended target, but the shooter got away. Anyone with information is asked to come forward. Police are searching for a young girl missing from East Sharpneck Street. Authorities say that Amira Jarman was last seen with 32-year-old Hakeem Jarman late Wednesday evening. Gun violence in East Germantown has left four people wounded and in the hospital. Gunfire erupted Wednesday night along East Price Street. Police arrived to the scene and found each of the four victims in front of the home suffering from gunshot wounds. No arrests have been made as of Thursday. Thursday morning, law enforcement were alerted to an unresponsive three-year-old child in cardiac arrest. The child was found dead in a home on the 100 block of 47th Street in Exeter Township. The child's mother is in custody but has not been charged. After 26 states have banned abortion following the reversal of Roe v. Wade, New Jersey is anticipated to receive many out-of-state patients seeking abortions as well as medical providers. Both houses of the state legislature voted to create legal protections for them on Wednesday. An Atlantic City casino strike might take place this 4th of July weekend. Affected casinos include the Borgata, Caesars, Harrah's, Tropicana, and Hard Rock. The union is seeking salary increases and compensation for working to keep casinos open during the pandemic. Comedian Bill Maher announced that he will be performing at Newark's New Jersey Arts Center on Friday, July 8th, as part of his summer tour. Maher is a New Jersey native. That was the local news,
5: and I am Carly Murray. I'm Sam DeTuches with your Rowan News. Rowan University this week was included among a list of the top colleges and universities in the state for online certificates and degrees. Rowan offers a spectrum of online and hybrid programs through the Rowan Global Learning and Partnerships Portal. The recent ranking Best Online Colleges in New Jersey 2022 was compiled by UniversityHQ.org. Also this week, Rowan University in the Camden City School District, shortened as CCSD, announced an expanded Pathways to College program that will enable 11th and 12th grade students to earn free college credits toward a four-year degree. Under the agreement, Camden High School juniors and seniors will take up to four semesters of college courses with faculty at Rowan's Camden Academic Building, earning up to 18 credits while completing their high school degree. Students will enter the program as a cohort or group and take up to three Rowan classes each semester in the STEM fields or humanities and social sciences. The Pathway program's offering will also expand opportunities through career and technical education in a variety of fields, including allied health, biomedical science, education, theater, audiovisual communication, broadcast journalism, and computer science. State District Superintendent Katrina T. McCombs said the Pathways to College initiative builds on established pre-college programs by creating opportunities for high school students to not only gain college credits before graduating, but to learn from professors in a university setting. McComb said, quote, We're providing an incentive to students who, upon graduating, will have a great head start and who will be motivated to complete their college degree. We're also expanding career and technical education offerings for students who seek to enter the workforce right out of high school, end quote. Rowan has maintained a Camden campus since 1969, working closely with district educators to provide a network of pre-college and dual credit programs for high school students. The Pathways program will, according to Rowan president Alie Houshmand, not only continue the university's presence in Camden, but also expand it. He said, quote, the new Pathways program is part of a network of resources that we, in partnership with the district, are building so students have the opportunities, resources, and support to succeed in college, end quote. The program began as a pilot during 2022 and 2021 and is expected to triple enrollment for the 2022 and 2023 school year. I'm Sam DeTuchis, and that was your Rowan News.
3: That does it for the first half of the Rowan Report, wrapping up this week's national, international, and local news. We are going to take a quick break. Up next, we have your weekly sports, business, and entertainment news. Stay tuned right here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Welcome back to the Roan Report. I'm Allie Bruce along with the Rowan Radio News Team.
2: I'm Lee Kirshner bringing you news from around the sports world. This week, we've got headlines from both the professional and college ranks, and we'll start on the hardwood and talk about NBA free agency opening up Thursday evening. At 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday, the NBA free agency period officially began and players were able to officially ink new contracts with their club of choice. First off, some massive extensions were handed out to some of the league's top players. Nikola Yoke of the Denver Nuggets, the league's reigning back-to-back MVP, signed a new five-year, $264 million extension to stay in the Mile High City. The deal was the richest in NBA history. Devin Booker of Phoenix and Bradley Beal of Washington each got $200 million plus deals respectively to stay with their current teams as well. This year's free agency period is and will continue to be headlined by the announcement of Kevin Durant formally requesting a trade from the Brooklyn Nets, a shocking move that shook the NBA landscape. Possible suitors for the former MVP and two-time NBA champ include the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Speaking of the Sixers, they made a couple of minor moves on Thursday as well, signing Daniel House and P.J. Tucker to multi-year deals to help improve the roster around Joel Embiid. Next up, we'll take a look at the gridiron as both UCLA and USC announced they have plans to move from the Pac-12 Conference to the Big Ten as early as 2024. This would be an unprecedented move as the Big Ten is compromised of schools who are located in the eastern part of the U.S., like Rutgers, Penn State, and Ohio State, just to name a few. Two West schools joining the conference would be a first, and with the name recognition of the two California-based institutions, the conference can expect to bring in a large amount of revenue as well. I've been Lee Kirshner, bringing you news from around the world of sports. Hi, I'm Nick
1: Idenizzi with your Rowan Report business update. President Biden is pinning global inflation on Russia, Russia, Russia. Biden was pressed about soaring gas and food prices while answering questions from reporters in Madrid. He cited Russia's irrational behavior in the ongoing war against Ukraine. The president also made another pitch for a gas tax holiday in the U.S. Tesla has laid off roughly 200 employees after shutting down a California branch office. More from Brian Shook. The employees were a
4: part of Tesla's autopilot team and most were hourly workers despite Elon Musk's recent promise to boost hourly jobs. The layoffs were the latest in a line of job cuts after the company announced it would be reducing its staff by about 10 percent. Tesla has struggled with supply chain issues recently due to the pandemic and the war in Ukraine. I'm Brian Shook.
1: Amazon has blocked LGBTQ-related keywords in the United Arab Emirates after the government threatened the company. The New York Times reported the government gave the Seattle-based online retail giant until Friday to comply with its request or face penalties. The report didn't give a reason for the government's request, but same-sex sexual activity is a crime in the UAE. As of Thursday, LGBTQ-related search terms such as pride or queer return no results while some products such as LGBTQ-themed books appear to have been pulled from the site as well. In a statement, Amazon said it remains committed to diversity and protection of LGBTQ rights, but must comply with local laws and regulations of countries it operates in. The U.S. and its allies have $30 billion of frozen Russian elites' assets. That's according to the U.S. Justice Department, which added they also have frozen $300 billion of Moscow bank funds. Global leaders hope these attempts to seize Russian oligarchs' luxury items will increase pressure on President Vladimir Putin to end his invasion of Ukraine. I'm Nick Adonisi, and this has been your Business News Report.
6: And now it's time for your weekly entertainment recap with me, Karina Cologne. R. Kelly has been sentenced to 30 years behind bars. The R&B singer learned his fate in a New York City courtroom after being found guilty of sex trafficking. Prosecutors said Kelly used his fame and money to prey upon children and young women for his own sexual gratification. He still faces prostitution charges in Minnesota and federal child porn charges in Illinois. Halsey is joining a long list of artists and entertainers speaking out on the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The Nightmare singer addressed the crowd at their recent concert in Phoenix, Arizona. She said it was up to every single person at the venue to protect bodily autonomy and bodily integrity. Halsey went on to lead a chant of My Body My Choice with the 2,000 or so concertgoers. Selena Gomez also spoke out against the ruling while appearing on the red carpet for the season premiere of Only Murders in the Building. Gomez called on men to stand up against the Supreme Court ruling and encouraged men to also speak against the federally protected right to abortion ending in the U.S. Following the ruling, Gomez also took to Twitter to voice her support for Planned Parenthood action. A man is in custody after allegedly breaking into pop star Ariana Grande's home in California. Aaron Brown had already been arrested before for stalking Grande, showing up at her home with a hunting knife and screaming profanity at her security team. The judge in that case granted her a restraining order against Brown. He's now accused of violating that order by breaking into her house last Sunday on her 29th birthday. Grande was not at home at the time, and Brown was quickly arrested. Britney Spears' lawyer is blasting the pop star's father for seeking a revenge deposition. It's the latest development in the Toxic Singer's ongoing legal battle with her former conservator. Attorney Matthew Rosengard also accused Jamie Spears of trying to intimidate his daughter in the latest documentation filed to the Los Angeles Superior Court. The next hearing in the case is set for July 13th. George Clooney and Julia Roberts are reuniting on the big screen for a new romantic comedy. Ticket to Paradise stars Clooney and Roberts as a divorced couple who married impulsively and must now talk their daughter out of doing the same. The film takes place in Bali as Clooney and Robert's on-screen daughter, played by Caitlin Dever, decides to marry a man she just met while on a trip. Ticket to Paradise releases in theaters on October 21st. The movie will head to streaming on Peacock 45 days after premiering in theaters. Pop star Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas may soon become voting members of the Oscars Academy. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences is inviting nearly 400 film artists from 54 different countries to become voting members, including recent Oscar winners Ariana Du Bois, who won Best Actress for West Side
3: And that wraps up this week's edition of the Rowan Report here on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. For the Rowan Radio News Team, I'm Allie Bruce. Have a great day.